Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is up, my beautiful people? How are we today? It is Tuesday. It is the Late Night Agenda. And we are of here. We are, of course, even, here to talk about all things Liverpool. I should really turn off the U sponsor, because Oosh aren't the sponsors on this stream. So I should really turn that off. Let's pretend we didn't see that. Nobody's seen it. You've seen nothing. You've seen nothing. Look, loads to get through tonight. Uh, I'm going to warn you, strap yourselves in, I'm not happy, I'll go through it as the stream goes on, but again, I hope you're all well, first and foremost, let's uh, let's get the formalities out of the way, I hope you're all well, I hope life's treating you well, and I hope you're enjoying the, uh, the end of your summer, appreciate you guys coming in as well this evening for a chat, plenty to get through, and we'll start off with the good news, will we? We'll start off with the good news, for those who came in early, the good news, my friends, is that... Uh, Maka's back. The three-card, red-card, three-game suspension has been lifted. Common sense has prevailed. And Alexis McAllister is cleared to play for Liverpool moving forward. No ban for the Newcastle game. We do have Alexis available. Good stuff. Happy days. Now we can go with that sexy midfield that we've been looking forward to with Endo, McAllister and Sobotsly. I'm buzzing about it. It's a real boost for us ahead of a tricky game against Newcastle at St. James's Park. So yeah, that's the good news for today. The bad news, well the bad news is it's getting a little bit fecking, frustrating with the transfer news. Because again, another day has gone by and all we're seeing is players we ain't signing. So for instance, there has been something from ESPN Brazil very, very recently that said... Jurgen Klopp will go in search of an alternative midfielder now that a failed move for Andre has taken place. The feeling is that they will not return for the player in January. So that's coming from ESPN. Now, that's not coming from Jurgen. It's not gospel, but that's where we're at. And I will go through that whole Andre situation in more detail uh, as we fill up and people come into the chat. 
Red shirt and tattoo combo goes crazy. We love that. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Colin. Um, do you know what? I'll let you in on a little secret, Colin. A lot of people that have watched the channel like your good self over the years will have known that I wear black. I wear black, of course, because as any fat person knows, black is the most slimming of all the colours that you can put on. But this new camera, it doesn't like black. It sees black as shadows and it goes way too saturated. So I've had to uh, up my game and you now use every colour bar. I can't use black and I can't use green. So I'm going for reds, blues, oranges and any other colour. So that's the inside scoop on that one. And yes, as you can see in the top corner, your little old channel has hit 205,000 subscribers. And we just continue this march relentlessly towards, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you're waiting for me to lead you somewhere, I don't know where this is all going. But yeah, we're all here. We're good to go. So let's say some thank yous and say hello to the chat. Uh, Ganja said, Craig, I love you so much. Keep up the good work, man. That is absolutely right back at you guys as well. Um, he has a bio clause, yes indeed, Dave, he does. The bio clause for Andre, as I'm sure you're aware, my friend, is 40 million euro. Um, and Liverpool, for weird reasons, don't seem to want to activate that. And that's what makes me very confused. Right now, Andre is part of a Fluminense team that are in the quarterfinals of the Copa Libertadores and they want to try and win that competition. It's their Champions League. It's an absolutely massive thing. And they want to win it and they want to keep their best players. So I get it. But Liverpool could also, as our friend has mentioned, just go in and pay that €40 million, Euro, trigger the release clause and buy the kid. So again, I'm very confused. Like, I don't mind if Liverpool don't do it now and €30 million Euro isn't going to get it done and Fluminense want to keep them. I get that. But what I don't get is the feeling that Liverpool won't go back in in January. That's the part I don't understand, when apparently he's going to be available for about £17 million. Weird, right? So, it says, With the refusal of the Rio de Janeiro club, the team coached by Jurgen Klopp will go in search of a new name. The trend, according to ESPN, is that the English do not return in January transfer window in search of Andre. It's all getting very um, frustrating, right? So, one day, it's we're going after Ryan Gravenberch. Then it's, Ryan Gravenberch isn't for sale because Bayern Munich don't want to sell him. Then it's, let's go for Andre. But he's got a 40 million euro release clause. Let's offer 30. They don't want 30. They want to keep him unless you trigger the release clause. Okay, let's walk away. What's going on? Because I tell you what isn't acceptable to me, and I'm sure to any of you guys watching, is that we let this transfer window slip by and we don't get the signatures we need. It's absolute nonsense. It's nonsense. Ah, here. And that this is absolute nonsense. Oh, for the love of... This is genuine, what I'm about to read out now. I can't believe the Premier League. Honestly, lads, get your head together. So here's the officials for the game against Newcastle. Referee John Brooks. Assistant Lee Betts and Ackelhausen. Fourth official Craig Pawson. Guess who's on VAR? Stuart Atwell. Another one. And guess who's the assistant VAR? Constantine Hatsidakis. The one who was involved in the VAR last week that didn't do anything. But yet allowed Alexis McAllister's red card to stand during the game. These lads are absolute morons. Honestly. The PGMOL need to get their stuff together because this is appalling. This is absolutely farcical. That that official, Constantine Hatziak, is the one that got away with assaulting Andy Robertson. 
and was part of a VAR team last week that did absolutely nothing is being installed as the assistant VAR for a game against Newcastle. It's like they're trying to rile us up. It's pathetic. Um, youth coaching DK said, according to the Brazilian journalist Amanda Louise, Liverpool have agreed personal terms with Andre. That's the important part that was the club. So let's say you're right, my friend, and we've agreed personal terms. It makes it even more confusing why we don't just trigger the release clause, right? Because if Liverpool don't want to wait till January, then you pay the 40 million euro. It's very confusing at the minute because I don't understand again why if we want the player, Andy has a release clause, we are doing this dance of still offering less than the release clause. Have we not learned lessons about valuations? We did this with uh, Lavia and he ended up at Chelsea because we wouldn't get to the 50. This dude, we don't even have to negotiate if we pay the release clause. So what are we at? We either want the kid or we don't. So again, my question to those who are in recruitment at Liverpool is, what have you assholes been doing all summer? Genuine question. What have you been doing all summer? Because it's now the 22nd of August and we're still sitting here with three signings to replace eight outgoings and it's just not going to cut the mustard. I remember the Tubby Custer day, funniest moment, said Colin... I love that day, mate. I still uh, I still have a little chuckle about Tubby Custard. Lads, what is going on? Honestly. Who's running our transfers and what are they at? Because again, John, you can't cheap out on us, bud. We know that you had 111 million. So we want it spent. And walking away from more deals isn't going to do it. If Klopp wants Andre, pay the money and get the kid. If we don't, then we haven't got time to waste. Move on. And do you know what else I've seen? I've seen more crap started to come out from the FSG mouthpieces that have been saying things like, well, with Joel Matip and Joe Gomez staying at the club this summer, maybe Liverpool don't need a centre-back. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. And here's the hint. Jürgen told you we needed one. I'm, again, baffled. Baffled at what's going on. It's honestly an embarrassment right now. We've had a year to prepare. A year. And here we are now. We've triggered two release clauses and we've bought a fella from Stuttgart. Great. But what have we done for the rest of the summer? Where's the defender? Where's the other midfielder we need? There's plenty of options. It's it's baffling. Uh, Callum said, so I'm guessing there's no finer punishment for the referees or VAR for McAllister's red. No, 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 mate. They're above reproach. They don't, you don't get to punish them. They just do what they want. They're a cartel at this point. PGMOL and these officials can just do what they want, make crap decision after crap decision week after week without any consequence to themselves, and the rest of us just have to swallow it. And it doesn't matter what club you support, I guarantee you, with two games gone in the Premier League, you already have at least two instances of VAR decisions or refereeing decisions that you know are blatantly wrong, but you've had to like swallow it's nonsense. And they've done it again. They've stuck this lad as the assistant match VAR. Have you not learned your lesson? The idiot did nothing last week when he was sitting there looking at Pornhub with Tierney when they should have been saying to themselves, hang on a minute, the ref got this really wrong. Let's ask him to go to the monitor. But he didn't. And we all know why he didn't. So stop treating us like mugs. The pla- the lads, they shouldn't be near a Liverpool game after last week. Ah, oh, lads. It's mental. It's pathetic at this point. 
Oh, I got a laugh earlier on. Somebody sent me a little video of a certain fan channel and somebody else asked the fan channel, will you ever collaborate with the other fan channel? And he said, no way on earth will we ever, 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 ever collaborate with that other channel. Okay, fair enough. Quick point. You were collaborating when you asked us to flog your DVDs, your hoodies and your books. So was there no collaboration there when you needed our help? So you sit there with your smug, arrogant heads on you yet again, trying to say, no way will we ever, ever collaborate with that other channel. That other channel, you've already come on bended knee to and asked you to help out you. And we did. But else, also, do you know why they're asking you to collaborate with the other channel ads? It's because the other channel is the one that's actually getting the views. The other channel is the one that actually has a backbone. So again, instead of sitting there with your smug, arrogant, asshole heads and going absolutely deluded, tell the truth. You asked us to help you flog your books, your DVDs, your jumpers and your hoodies. And then you have the cheek to look down your noses once again. It's more falsehoods and nonsense. And the difference is, I'll call you out on it. We need a Brazilian number six like yesterday and I don't mean a 30 year old who's never played in the EPL and a Brazilian kid who looks great for the future. Well, Endo is a number six I'm fine with. I'm fine with Endo as a number six because it doesn't matter to me what age he is. It matters to me if he performs. And if he performs for the next one, two or three years, I'm fine with that. And then we can look for a longer term solution. But what I'm not fine with, Maddie, is no transfers. And I'm sure you're probably the same. You can't show us we had 111 million and then think you're getting away with a 16 million pound signing and that's the end of it. It's not going to cut the mustard. Uh, Spencer Price, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. I'm hearing talks with Calvin Phillips. The fellas won everything without having to kick a ball. Great, don't need more injury pronies. You're only hearing talks about it, mate, because it suits the English media to try and link him with a move to us. I don't for one second believe Liverpool are willing to spend £50 million on Calvin Phillips, as you've rightly said. A player who hasn't kicked a ball for a year and um, has had some injury concerns. So I don't think there's that into it. I think it's just people trying to justify his existence in Gareth Southgate's future England squad and try to put a bit of pressure on. I don't think there's any hope in hell Liverpool sign Calvin Phillips. And I hope we don't, because quite frankly, I don't want him. Craig has had a stressful day. Nah, I don't have this stressful day at all. I'm just fed up with people talking out two sides of their face. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. We don't want to collaborate with anybody. But to come on here and like, again, kind of talk down your nose. Now we won't collaborate with them. You've already asked us to. You've already asked us to help you. Just stop. Just understand what's happening now. People are watching us because we actually think the same as the fans. We actually speak truth. We speak truth to power and we speak truth to what we see. We don't just sit there with arrogant smug heads on us thinking that we have everything. Look at your views. How'd you get on in the last watch along? That's right. Nowhere near us. Little old us. You know the ones that you look down your nose at. Numbers don't lie. I know what I am. And it's fucking popular. Deal with it. Thank you. Much love. So yeah, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great mood. But I'm in a bad mood about transfers. I'm really, really upset about where we're at with transfers right now. Really frustrated. Um, I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we're here. I don't know how we're... 
almost through this transfer window and we're still dicking about with players that we've been linked with at the start of the window. So riddle me this. How is it we're still talking about Kone? We're still talking about Thuram. We're still talking about Andre. We're still talking about all these players that were available all summer. Ryan Gravenberg's another case in point. Like, like what are we doing? Um, any answers? I'm genuinely... Um, I'm genuinely concerned. Like... This is shaping up like it's going to be a scramble on the last day of the window. And that's okay if it comes off. But let it be very clear to the owners. You don't have wiggle room anymore. You don't have people that are going to just swallow this as the window. You have 10 days to get it right. And getting it right means at least two more signings. A centre-back... And a midfielder. Honestly, I don't know what they've been at. It's it's idiocy. It's embarrassing that we are still going around trying to get players this late in a window that we had a year to plan for. Make it make sense. The uh, core was bang average five. Maximum, we need a midfield plan. Imagine Sobosai got injured, McAllister injured, love from South Africa. Only Anfield agenda. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Yeah, and that's it. Like, it is again just... It's frustrating as hell because we've been here before. And we know it doesn't work out when we roll the dice. So, some somebody's going to have to hold their hands up here. I'm fully on board with Klopp with the endo signing. Fully on board. I totally understand his rationale and his reason. And I think Klopp's made a very astute signing. I do. I think that's going to work out to be very, very good. And I like his attitude. He couldn't get the young player he wanted in that position. He knew we needed somebody in the position. And he went out and found somebody that he thinks will fit into the system well. I'm sound with that. What I'm not sound with is the rest of it. Telling us again that you want a defender, but yet you haven't signed a defender. Do it. Or tell us why we're not doing it. Tell us who's not giving you the money. That's the confusing part to us fans right now. Steve Aldersey, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, buddy. Appreciate your support. So, on members, by the way, we are going to have our first members-only segment that is going to be out on Monday after the Newcastle game. Um... And we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a bit of a tactical breakdown of the game for members on Monday. So you will see that in the members only section on the YouTube channel. And we have a new segment coming up this weekend for everybody. I can't tell you the name of it yet, but I'm really excited about it. It's something that, um, it's something I've been thinking about for a little while, but I need you to get a name for the segment. Connor's come up trumps with that one. Um, and I need you to just figure it out. But yeah, we're going to have another little addition to our post-match content. Uh, I'm reading this comment out. Now, I'm not speaking about Paul Machen. Let me just say that before anybody tries to clip me on this. I'm reading out a comment. That's a super chat. So, But Craig, Paul Machen is, in his own words, a sensible fan. And we are just erratic. The level of arrogance from these top reds is stunning. So, again, I'm not talking about Paul Machen. I'm reading a super chat. Um, do you know, honestly, mate, I don't watch their stuff so i'm also not going to shit on them 
You know, I only react when somebody puts something about me out of their mouth. Otherwise, I go about my own business. But if you're going to, again, sit there with a big arrogant head and try to say and speak down about us and belittle and go, no way, no way, whatever, you've already tried. Tell the truth. It's pathetic. So, yeah, look, I've nothing personal against any of them. I wish everybody the best. But again, be self-aware, lads. Come on. Craig, please stop. Endo is not good enough. Fuck you. That's my answer to you. Honestly, Endo's not good enough. Why? Because you say so. You said I sound crazy for saying Endo is good enough. So me, Jurgen Klopp, you know that dream manager we have that singled out and wanted to sign this player. He's a tick as well, is he? He's deluded for being happy to sign Endo. So my response to you is, cop on. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous comment. You've decided in your own head that this guy's not good enough. Never mind Owen Hargreaves, a mank, saying he's a very, very good player and that he thinks Liverpool have made this huge signing. Somebody on YouTube here has decided that he's shite. So that's it. We'll all just pack up and go home then. Come on. The app. Uh, Rachel Todd, gifted five Anfield Agenda memberships. Thank you, Rachel. Really appreciate it. Has the red card been overturned? Yes, why no? It has officially been overturned. That was released today by the uh, by the FA, actually. Sorry. So, yes, that has been overturned. And Alexis McAllister is free and available for Liverpool's game against Newcastle and, indeed, the games after that, which is cool. Uh, those memberships, will they have gone to ABCD Gapu to original... Padre's Disciple to Carlos Rogers to Anthony Black and to Wayne uh, there was a super chat as well I missed one second uh, do we have enough non-homegrown slots for two signings we have one available at the minute um, if we sign somebody who's 21 we don't need to worry about a non-homegrown spot from that regard uh, until the end of the season but at that time Matip and Thiago will have left so there will be two non-homegrown spaces freed up like, genuinely astonished at how people are so willing to write off Endo, who's come in and actually had a pretty good start with 10 men. And people are like, he's not good enough. Why is he not good enough? He's not good enough because he wasn't 100 million, is that it? It's baffling me. Uh, Adrian said, Endo will give his heart and soul for the shirt. That's all the number six we need. Uh, he'll have us purring by the end of the season. I think it's a brilliant signing. It's not like a marquee signing. But I tell you what, I'd rather have Endo, somebody who's willing to work his backside off for the cause and the club rates, than nobody. So let's give the dude a chance. Let's give him time to settle in. And hopefully then we can have a conversation about what an astute piece of business he was. And I think we will have that conversation. Uh D-H-A-C-K, DAC-01, thank you. Your super chat was retracted, but appreciate it. Craig Minan said, do the surf shark. Yeah, do the surf shark. That was one of the outtakes, right, from one of the previous um, ad rates. Do the surf shark. You should hear some of the outtakes, man. We might just release some of them someday. They're hilarious. Some of the crap I come out with trying to do these ad reads is priceless. 
hoping for a big performance from the lads against Newcastle. If we pull it off, it's a great start. Pity there isn't a pity there's an international break soon, said Keshran Chetty. I hate that we have two at the start of the season, Keshran, because you're only getting to speed with the lads back playing, getting into a match day rhythm. And then they're off in September. There's a two-week international break. Then you get them back again. And you start to play your European games because those competitions start in September. And then you're getting your players into another rhythm. And guess what? They're off for another international break in October. It is frustrating, right? Especially when there's already condensed seasons. It's uh, it's not great. I don't like it. I wish that, I wish that they just did away with one of the two breaks or maybe extended another one or something. It's just weird. Uh, how do you see this weekend with Newcastle predictions, said Jules Verne, great explorer. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Like, they're a good side, Newcastle. They are. Um, they're going to be full of confidence of after the back of last season. Obviously, they're beaten by Manchester City, but losing 1-0 at the Eddie had no disgrace to anyone. But honestly, Jules... I wasn't overly impressed by either of the two teams in that game. Um, there's certainly lots of scope for improvement. But again, you could look at our performance and say the very same thing. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a really exciting game. And it's big for both teams. Because if we win, that's a good start. You've got two wins and a draw. And you will have played Newcastle away and Chelsea away. As well as Bournemouth at home. If we lose, pressure. We've already dropped five points then. But if Newcastle lose, they'd have lost two on the bounce. So psychologically, this has the feel of a really, really, really important game already. Uh, Peter Kavanagh, thank you for your super chat, sir. Said, knew this would happen with FSG this summer, Craig. Had enough of John Henry. Now, if not, spend 111 million bid uh, made for Brighton. FSG need to get it. They need to spend it, Peter. You're right. They've told us we've had the money. The money's there. We know it is. Or else that was a blag offer. But I think the money's there. So if the money's there, I've no issues with an Andre signing for 16.5 million. Nothing wrong with that. But we've about 95 million left by my calculation. TikTok, where's the money, John? Time to spend it. Uh, how are my tops looking? I don't know what you mean by how are my tops looking. I've no idea what that question is about. Right, I want to get to the news anyway, because there's a lot to get through today. Um, Liverpool could be in for a little bit of a payday if Dominic Solanke gets sold. And he's been linked with a move to West Ham, and apparently they've offered about 35 or 40 million. Liverpool have, I believe, I could be wrong on this, there's a sell-on clause. I think it's 20% above whatever it was Bournemouth paid us for Solanke. And again, off memory, I could be wrong, but I want to say 18 million. For Solanke back then. Maybe it was a bit more. So Liverpool could be in line for a few quid from that. If indeed he does move to West Ham. Uh, Wonder Natasha said. What do you think of the situation with Mason Mount at Manchester United? No, with Mason. Hang on, which Mason? Which Mason? Mount or Greenwood? I like the kid despite the issues he had. And think long term he might be useful. Loan for now. So I take it you're talking about Greenwood. Um... Obviously, as a United fan, I'm not emotionally invested in Greenwood. But looking at it from the outside, I don't see the upside to United keeping him in any way, shape or form. It's always going to be a stick that could be used to beat United with. By any opposition fans, 
Um, and if he stayed, no matter how long it is till he comes back, he, he'd be in for it wherever he goes. Any away stadium, he'd be absolutely, like, abused. But rightly abused, in my opinion. Um, so I think, I never understood how it got this far. The common sense thing to do was draw a line under it. Move them on. Sell them, whatever it is. Move them on. And let United move on and get a clean break from it. Because it's not been a good look for the club from a PR perspective. Not here to take cheap shots. I understand it's also a very difficult, delicate situation with potential legal ramifications alongside it. So I think the right decision has been come to. I think him to move on elsewhere is the best for all parties concerned. That's what I'd say. Uh, why isn't Darwin starting? Do you think Klopp starting Nunes this weekend? Do I see? No. I don't see Klopp starting Darwin away against Newcastle. Do you know what, though? I'll be honest with you, Jules. I was very surprised to see to see um, Diogo Jota start the weekend. I didn't think he pulled up many trees in the first one. Um, away from home, I expected to be Gakpo through the middle. Salah on the right, Diaz on the left, midfield of Endo, and then ahead of him, McAllister and Sobotsloy. And I'm really excited to see that because I feel like we've been not wasting Alexis McAllister, but we're not seeing the best of Alexis McAllister in the deeper role. If he gets to go up now and play alongside Sobotsloy, man, that pressing. So when I said as a United fan, I meant like if I'm sitting here as a United fan, I'd think this, this, and this. I see a couple of people are pulling me up on that. Now, you've got to remember, I don't remember half the words that come out of my mouth within 15 seconds. But yeah, as a United fan, if I was sitting there, I'd be thinking, this is what should have happened. And I, I never understood the upside of them keeping them or potentially keeping them. It never made sense to me from a PR perspective, let alone anything else. Uh, Craig, I agree with your opinions on the transfer window. What I don't understand is, were we ready to spend 110 million on Caicedo? Do you not think we could have used 10, 20 million more and gotten Jude? Right. On the Jude thing, I will never have that answer for you. I will never understand why we did not make the play for him. Because he hadn't made up his mind, and that's widely reported, which backs up what I told you. He hadn't made up his mind where he wanted to go by the time we walked away. Now, you can make an argument that maybe Liverpool heard he was wanting 400 grand. And if that's the case, I understand why we walked away. But from the, the perspective of buying him and the price of it, I'll never understand that, mate. And I think, I think you're right, and we're all right, to be a little bit confused by, well, Real Madrid got Jude Bellingham for about, what, £88 million plus add-ons? Why did Liverpool go in with 111 million for Casado, who, let's be honest, is not half the player Bellingham is. I don't. I never understand that. I, I don't have the answer for you. Um, unless they got sniff of the wages. That's all I can think about, is that maybe they heard he wants 400 Gs a week. But even at that, you know what? I'd say sometimes you got to pay it. And look what he started off his career so far at Real Madrid. Two La Liga games in, three goals scored. Or two games in, anyway, three goals scored. Um, he's a special player and it sucks that we didn't hold our ground and we just made it easy for Madrid to sign him. I'll never understand that. 
Um, right, there was a super chat I need to scroll back up to. So, Adrian, thank you for gifting five and for the gen the memberships, by the way. Much appreciated. Ten days till the window closes and no bids or nothing. If they want Gravenberts, get them or get somebody else. I don't care. We have no DM or no depth. I'm getting worried. Well, we do have a DM. We've literally just signed one. His name's Endo. And we have Bychechich back. So we have options as a DM. Now, I'm fully with you, Nathan, with regards to the signings. We need to get our finger out. But... There is no excuse. There's none but other than appalling planning and succession management by the club again. And the fact that we're still here talking about Gravenberch without a bid going in. And you can keep saying that Bayern Munich's insisting that he's not for sale. But put a bid in and tempt them if you want them or just go away and look elsewhere. But do nothing and letting days pass by just means one thing and one thing only. We are going to end up overpaying for whoever we go in for. Because clock's ticking. If we go for decor rate, what's the first thing Palace is going to say? You've got to pay a premium because we've got no time to replace them. So I don't get any of this. I don't understand how we're in this position again. Because it's not the first window and it probably won't be the last window. Who's planning? Who's accountable? And how are we here? It, it's it's mental. It doesn't make any sense. Like, if you just take a loan, just listen to Klopp. All summer, he said the same thing. He's never really spoke too much about midfielders. After we got McAllister and Sobitzlai in, he's kind of... He spoke about Caicedo when we had the offer accepted. But other than that, the one consistent thing Jürgen has said, all window, is that he wants a defender. And we have not seen one bid go in for a defender that we know of. And all the linked players have either still sitting at their clubs, have signed a new deal with their clubs like Colwell and Inacio. And again, I'm baffled. It needs to be done. And if you can't move on Matip or Gomez, don't use that as an excuse. It's not our fault. They're not good enough. End of. They just aren't. So sign somebody. And also, can somebody answer me this? How can that young lad that has gone to Newcastle from Chelsea have gone for that much money? It's weird. So like, yes, it's a loan, but it's a loan with an obligation to buy at the end of it for an extremely high price between two clubs that have money invested by guess who? It, it's weird. What's happening with Gravenberts and Decore? So the Gravenberts situation is... It's like banging your head against the wall. Because you get told Liverpool are fans of Gravenberts. Liverpool are interested in Gravenberts. Liverpool are looking at Gravenberts. Liverpool are monitoring Gravenberts. Liverpool are inquiring about Gravenberts. But then you hear... Bayern Munich say he's not for sale. And I think he is for sale. But Bayern have the right to drag this out as long as they want. He's their player. But put a bid in. Show the lads you're trying. Or just go on somewhere else. But we cannot play roulette here. We cannot sit at the end of the window with our knob in our hands again going, uh-oh, that didn't work out. Because we don't have another season to ride off. We've already been through it last year and it wasn't good enough then. This was the summer that you told us you had spent so much time looking at players 
leaving no stone unturned, high and wide search, and yet here we are. Two release clauses triggered and a £16 million player who I'm happy with from Stuttgart. But again, not difficult. So what have we done? The answer, seemingly, is send the lads on a jolly up around Europe, but then just sit there and do nothing. It's really, really frustrating. Because the longer it goes on, the more difficult it's going to be to get the signing done. And again, it's another week, by the way. So even if we get these guys in, there'll be three games in the Premier League already underway without the squad being fully strengthened. More confused why we didn't get Rice for 105, said Colin. Rice isn't worth 105. He's, you know, I love Declan Rice. I think he's a great footballer. I think he's really, really good. But this 105 million is nonsense. Same as the 106 for Endo, or Enzo, excuse me. Um, and same as the 115 million for Caicedo. It's all nonsense. But we know why it's there. Because certain clubs are inflating the market with stupid offers over stupid lengths of contract. And that's the way the market is. Um, Spencer said, please no Gravenberts, he's not good enough. Can we have a poll on that, Gary? Can we ask, is Gravenberts good enough? Because I have, I agree with Spencer here. And mate, I've been consistently saying this all summer. It feels like a very underwhelming signing. So... If we don't need a number six, and we take that as true, that Liverpool are looking for midfielders but not a definitive defensive midfielder right now, then why on earth aren't we trying to get Barella? Just try. I mean... Uh, generation player and Dominic next to Bruyne. Well... To be fair, I, I was saying this to you guys before we'd even signed him, that you know he was being looked at as the next De Bruyne by City. So when we signed him, uh, Eon, brilliant signing, over the moon with it. And um, I think we're going to very much enjoy watching Dominic Sovetsly performing in the number eight shirt. And uh, starts being pretty good, pretty good from him. Um, he's got that rare mix of grace, ability, athleticism, he just has it all. He's just one of those guys who can make the game look really, really easy. Nathan Allen, I missed your super chat. I'm scrolling back up through a few super chats here because apparently I missed one. Where's Nessie's one? Bear with me one second, Nessie. I'm going to try to find your super chat here, mate. Uh, Nessie said, the ref that elbowed Rob will be VAR assistant against Newcastle. Um, how after the McAllister red card shenanigans? I mean, it's good that it's not a red card now. But it's ridiculous, Nessie. It's an embarrassment that they've done it. But I don't think it's an accident, mate. So, yeah, it's not good enough. And thank you for your super chat. Sorry I missed it. I was able to find it there. Um, yeah, it is an embarrassment. You're right. Right, Wonder Natanga said, I meant green for us LFC to get him on loan out to replace Mo long-term. I don't care about Manx. I can't say his full name for some reason. Yeah, you can't say his full name for some reason because we've blocked it out. 
because he's a little toe rag and we don't want his name mentioned in the chat. But why on earth makes you think Liverpool would have any interest in loaning the little toe rag? Come on, that's a bit of a silly comment. I don't want to have a go at you because you've sent the $10 super chat. But on what planet do you think that makes sense for Liverpool, my friend? Come on, be fair. Uh, we signed three last eight. If we get injuries, we're screwed because if the eight we lost weren't good enough for the injury crisis, uh, weren't good enough in the season, then I don't know how we're going to cope if we lost all eight to Nathan Allen. And also, Nathan Allen, one of the things that we haven't really spoken about was how much money Liverpool have saved by those players moving on, those eight. Because some of those guys were on pretty big money. Jordan Henderson, about 200 Gs a week. Um, Milner about 140 grand a week Firmino about 200 grand a week Oxlade-Chamberlain I think 120 grand a week Keita don't know but it was too much money um, Carvalho not sure of his wages he's gone on loan to Leipzig who else did we move on there at the end of that window Fabinho about 200 grand a week so there's a lot of money saved and again we're not seeing that reinvested Uh, White Hammer said Klopp won't buy anyone now no chance except it hands up who's ready for the Trent can defend and Nunez falling over the ball for the season thank the Lord that Dom he's going to give us great joy this year said White Hammer I'm just trying to make sure I'm up to date with all these super chats Tommy Asu's red is ridiculous as well refs are too soft now said Alad Sion so I, I still haven't seen Tommy Asu's red was it a second yellow though because they are a little bit different to be fair now I'm not saying you're not right I haven't seen it. But McAllister's was a straight red. And that's what made it so embarrassing for the officials. And look, fair play, it's been overturned. That's good news. But it still doesn't stop the fact that we had to play 40 minutes or so of that game with 10 men. So we were put in a precarious position because of, once again, the officials not being good enough for their job. And I don't blame the referee. Not one bit. In the heat of the moment, that close to the action... With two players going in for a ball, I can understand how the referee may have thought that McAllister went high. In the heat of the moment, right there, I get it. Honestly, I do have sympathy for the referee in that regard. What I don't have sympathy for is the two Omadons sitting in Stockley Park who knew damn well that the ref had got a very, very wrong and didn't even ask the ref to have a look at it himself. That's the part that I think is unacceptable. Uh, I'd like us to sign Gravenberth and a centre-back, Andre next summer. If we sign Andre now, we can't sign a centre-back that's on our radar, right? No, we could. Andre's 21, is he not? But either way, it depends on what age the centre-back is. So we've won on homegrown spot. And one of the two signings, ideally, would have to be under 21 or 21 to, uh, to allow us to sign two non-homegrown players. So... What confuses me is this conversation coming from ESPN Brazil that they don't think Liverpool are going to come back in. That That's confusing. Like, there could be a scramble here. Let me play you out a scenario that might happen. So, Fluminense have a two-legged quarterfinal coming up. First leg, I, I'm not sure if it's today, tomorrow... But the return leg of that quarterfinal takes place in the early hours of September the 1st, which is transfer deadline day. 
So there might even be a mad scenario where if Fluminense were to be knocked out of the Copa Libertadores that day, that Liverpool have a scramble then to try and sign the player before the window closes at 11 that night. So it is a bit mad. But then again, if we want them and they're not doing business at 30, I don't understand why you don't go to 40 because it's only about £36 million. The whole thing stinks to high heaven, as does the Gravenberch links. Again, it's like we're being linked to players that the club can turn around and say, well, we tried, but they didn't want to sell them. And that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable when you've had a year to figure it out. And this is still where we're at. Um, I'm Dutch. Gravenberch isn't good enough at the minute, but could be, said Water Maze. I mean, I can't argue with that because I, I agree with both statements. I guess the only part I'd put back to you, my friend, is do we have do we have the wiggle room to take that risk of if he becomes good enough? I don't know the answer to that, which is why I would steer away from Gravenberch. But I do trust Klopp, and if Klopp has his heart set on him, then I still don't understand why we're not testing Byron's resolve with an offer. Just to see where they're really at. If you go in an offer and he says, no, we're not selling them, go away. Fair enough. But at least then we're not sitting around the last day or two of the window trying to uh, figure out if Bayern are going to change their mind. Is Pep Linders the new manager post-Klopp? Is he part of the problem or is it paper talk? Simulate injuries and give us what you think the team will look like. I mean, I'm not going to simulate injuries because... I don't want to be responsible if any of them came true. I don't think Pep Linders has the gravitas to become Liverpool manager. So coaching-wise, Pep Linders could be brilliant and obviously must be very damn good or he wouldn't be at the club. But when you're a Liverpool manager, you need a bit more, right? And when we had Brendan Rodgers, he was a good young coach, but he didn't have the experience and the and the pull, the gravitas to be manager of Liverpool Football Club to attract those top talents. That's why you bring in a Jurgen Klopp or a Pep Guardiola at City or um, an Antonio Conte or something like that. So I don't see Pep Linders being a viable alternative to replace Jurgen Klopp. Um, yeah, that, and that, for that reason. Not because I don't think he couldn't be a good coach or manager, because I don't think he has the pull. Amrabat would have been a great squad addition. He would have been before we signed Endo. But once we signed Endo, I think Amrabat rightly went out the window. Um, so the good news with regards to the injury front is that Trent and Luis Diaz will be available for the game against Newcastle at the weekend. That's the good news in that regard. The poll that we have up at the minute, it's really close. Is Gravenberch good enough for Liverpool? Yes or no? And it is really close. It's 48% against 52%. Leave that up for another couple of minutes. Craig, you've got Gravitas in bucket loads. Yeah, but I don't have any tactical knowledge. <laughs> so yeah, you don't want me managing Liverpool because it'll just be attack, 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 attack. Even the poll went cheap. Yeah, Rodrigo de Paul, is he gone over to Saudi? I'd seen he was linked with a move over to Saudi Arabia. We're very leaky defensively, said Chris, uh, in the right-back position. Trent has proven he's not top-tier defender. Why is there been no mention of a replacement? 
I think, bear with me, I think the reason you're not seeing many real credible links to right back is because we have two young right backs that are are really highly thought of. Obviously, Calvin Ramsey has been really unfortunate since he's joined Liverpool and gone on loan to Preston uh, with injuries. So we haven't really got to have a look at him. But Connor Bradley really impressed the club in pre-season. And I think Liverpool want to see how he gets on with the likes of the Europa League this season. Maybe some lower tier uh, Premier League opposition, domestic cups, stuff like that, before they make that decision. And I, I actually agree with it, to be fair, because... I think Conor Bradley could be good enough to to play it right back in the Premier League. And uh, no idea on Calvin Ramsey because I haven't had a I haven't had the pleasure of watching much of the kid play yet. Let's go get old Craig out to a million subs. Yes, please do, please do. <laughs> oh God, please do. Um, yes, please do hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel, by the way, and drop a like on the video. To be fair, if Gravenberch is what Klopp wants, get him. Look what he did with Hendo, Chamberlain and Genie. Took him to a different level. We all thought they were never going to do it. Uh, so I think he'd do the same with Gravenberch. And I'm fine with that, Nathan. Absolutely, I am. My own preference is I'm not convinced. But what I don't understand, bud, is why we're still sitting here dicking about. You know, get it done or don't. If he wants Gravenberch, test Byron's resolve. Because I think the player would be open to the move. He's not getting a look in at the minute. And it doesn't make sense that Bayern Munich are saying that they want the kid. They're not giving him minutes. He's not getting a look in. And they're looking for another midfielder. So if Klopp truly does want Ryan Gravenberg, then get going. Put the bid in. Mid is covered two man on what? Every position. So Gravenberg is a plus for all. Um I get you, I get you, and you're kind of right. We've two number 10s for each position up there. You've got McAllister, Sobitzlai, Elliot and Jones, so that's four players for two positions. We've got one out-and-out defensive midfielder, Renendo, and a young lad in Bicetic who's more than capable of growing into that role as well, so I'm with you on that. And then, yeah, as you've rightly said, the other one is going to be a jack-of-all-trades type midfielder who can sit a little bit deeper, can also play in the eight, which, again, I understand the Gravenberch. But you've got options there. You've got Kone, Gravenberts, Thuram. All available. Well, at least, sorry, Gravenberts may not be, but all achievable, shall we say. But again, what are we doing? Why are we waiting? All summer. It makes no sense. Could you see Sobitzlai as a future captain? No. Not with Trent at the club. I think Trent will be the next captain. Um... But you never know with a new manager, mate. If a new manager comes in, he could change his mind altogether. You know, he might, he might look for different traits in a leader. Do you think Curtis Jones is good enough? Um, I didn't. No, not last year. But he's put me back in believing again with the performances that he did at the end of last season. Uh, what I've seen in pre-season. So I'm back on... I'm, I'm, I'm back believing in Curtis Jones. Now, obviously, he's been unlucky. He's had an ankle injury that ruled him out of the last game. But if Curtis Jones continues to show what he showed at the end of last season, then he absolutely has a place at Liverpool Football Club. Um, and deservedly, because he was really, really good.
Need a genie type versatile midfielder. Oh yes, Gavin, I'm I'm right with you, mate. We we never replaced Genie. And we I think what we all mean when we say we never replaced Genie is we never replaced that versatility, that reliability, um, that robustness that he was always available, like very rarely injured. Uh, having Endo could help us get Matoma in the next year when Salah leaves for Saudi. I can only imagine what Matoma will go for if he leaves Brighton. Like, unless there's a bio clause in his contract or something. I, oh, God, that's going to be a big number. Should Nunes be starting in the middle? Not until he's convinced the manager. Because there has to be a reason why Darwin isn't getting the start. And... To follow on from Klopp last year, that can only really be from his pressing. Um, I've said this all the way through the summer and I'm going to stick with it. I think the Europa League is going to be the making of Darwin Nunes. I think we'll get him firing and I think we'll also get a young player breakthrough in the Europa League as well. And I hope it's Conor Bradley because I think he's brilliant. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we just need to be a little bit more patient with Darwin for the time being and with the manager around Darwin. You know, there will be a reason why Klopp isn't playing them. And we need to trust Klopp on that one. Love the streams, said Eves Moylan. Thank you so much. Um, by the way, let me let me, let me me apologise for a second for my little angry start of the stream today. I'm in a good mood, believe it or not. But I just don't like people speaking out of both sides of their mouth. And I don't like to talk about other people. But if you sp speak about my channel or me... And it's not right. I'm going to call you on it. So just mind your own business. Do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. And we just enjoy what we're doing. Now I understand as well on these channels. People get asked questions that they have to answer. But the polite answer is. We're just going to concentrate on doing our own thing. Not never, 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 never. Will we collaborate with that channel. That's just being a little bit of a dick. Um, Sangar with a release clause of 32 million. Well, that's apparently who Bayern are looking at as um, as a replacement for the player that were, you know, apparently they aren't selling, but yet they're looking for an alternative to come in and play alongside Lamer uh, Kimmich in the centre of that midfield. Right, so let's end this poll. And it's, oh my God. It's 50-50. Is Grafenberg good enough for Liverpool? And it is a 50-50. That says 50-49 because they always make 1% go missing on these polls. I don't know why. But it showed 50-50 to me. That is... I don't think we've ever had a poll that's been 50-50 before. Wow. Fair to say there is a big amount of uncertainty in our fan base. Right, the next poll, Gary... If you'd be so kind. Should Liverpool trigger the 40 million euro Andre release clause? Or should Liverpool pay the 40 million euro for Andre? That's that's the next one, if you could be so kind, sir. Uh, Nathan Allen said, Do you think we're missing Michael Edwards because our new director of football, I don't know, but he feels to not do deals quick and bargain deals like Edwards. So, to be fair to George Schmatka, I think his MO was that he was going to be looking around the German market. And I don't know if it was 
him that brought Endo to Klopp's attention. If Klopp already liked Endo, which he I think he said, and they both had a chat and gone, well, this could be a really good option to solve a headache that so far this window the club haven't been able to solve. Um, so I don't want to go in on George Marker because that doesn't feel fair. But are we missing Michael Edwards? Yes, very much so, my friend. Um, I think even Jamie Carragher said it when he spoke about the whole Caicedo situation. Liverpool's transfer business under Michael Edwards was a well-oiled machine that was correctly lauded around Europe for how we went about our business. And ever since then, you know, what I, I really don't understand what happened with Julian Ward to make him want to leave that quickly. Maybe it was something personal, I don't know. I, I'm not going to guess at it, but it's not a great look that we still have a temporary director of football that's contract is, is due to be up at the end of this window. Um, especially when you're talking about the big window, the rebuild window. Uh, on Andre, any other player we would look for to me on say bargain? Exactly, Callum. Like, it isn't a huge amount of money with regards to what these players go for. Um, so, yeah. I agree with you. If you're willing to go to 30 million euro, why aren't you willing to go to 40 million euro? If you want the player that badly and you want to remove the negotiation with Fluminense. And we do have four new emojis, by the way, for our members. We've got Malarkey. We've got... What the feckin' hell is that? Birds... What is this? Custard? Salah King and uh, an angry VAR emoji. (laughs) So, uh, yes, thank you to Gary for that. We do have some new emojis for our our members to use. A custard one. Is that... He's running through custard. Is that it? Is that that where we went with that one, Gary? He's running... uh, Because I do say he's running through sticky toffee pudding quite a bit. So maybe that's where we're going with it. But I do like it. Well played. And also, this is something that Gary wouldn't have known... My wife absolutely despises custard. It makes her gag. I love custard, but she doesn't let me have it in the house. Oh, ah, it's a telly tubby and custard. So it's tubby custard. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's what it's about. Genius, Gary. Genius, sir. Toby Custard. Ah, there we go. That makes sense. End up being hyped up to Rodri levels is hilarious. Who the fuck? Nobody's hyping him up to Rodri level. Like, you're, you're putting out statements that don't exist. So it's either he's shy or he's Rodri. But most people haven't said either. Most people have said, 
let's give the dude a chance. He looked decent. Nobody's hyping him up to Rodri levels. This is just more sensationalist nonsense. I don't get it. You're either not good enough or you're overhyped with our fan base. There's no in the middle. Endo has played 30-odd minutes or whatever it is for us. Give the dude a break. Divorcer Craig, Custard Hater. Well, I'll repay it though, Alan, because I don't allow cabbage in the house because I don't like the smell of uh, boiled cabbage. And she loves bacon and cabbage. So that's my repayment there, is I don't allow cabbage to be cooked in the house. I haven't seen anyone compare him to Rodri. Neither have I. It's just one of these stupid statements that nobody's ever made, but somebody wants to moan about the lad or belittle our fan base. So they come in and go, oh, stop comparing Rodri or him to Rodri. It's hilarious. Nobody is doing it. You're just trying to say that so you can belittle our fan base. But we see through it because, as I've said before... Stop taking football fans for idiots. Did I see John Fury today? I have not. No. No, I try to avoid watching anything Fury related where possible. Right. The poll is one-sided. Simple question was, should Liverpool just pay the €40 million release clause for Andre? Gary, can we get another poll to say, should Craig stay on for the 10.30 news? There you go. We'll end this one. It's a landslide. It's a landslide. 83% said, yes, Liverpool should trigger the release clause. So there was also links linking Mason Greenwood with a move over to Saudi to team up with Steven Gerrard at El Etifak. I don't know if you guys seen that. And Gerrard himself got the article... Put it up on his, I think on his Insta or something or Twitter and said, fake news. So well done, Stevie. Fair play for you for calling out the fake news, mate. Uh, Gladbach have said that Gravenberg, they've no plans, excuse me. Gladbach insists they've no plans to sell Manu Kone this summer. A potential move from Liverpool has not been ruled out. And that's from David Lynch. Um, And look, on that one, of all the players we've been linked to over the summer... I do understand if Liverpool wanted Kone while well, they'd wait a bit to see how he recovered from his injury. That one I've got no issues with. Um, yeah, that one I've got no issues with because you need to see how he recovered from his injury. And he's still not back to playing yet and they believe he won't be back after the international break. So I'll, I'll give them a little bit of wiggle room on that one. Um, so the FA have said an independent regulatory commission has removed Alexis McAllister's three-match suspension following a claim of wrongful dismissal. The Liverpool midfielder was sent off for serious foul play during the Premier League game against Bournemouth on Saturday the 19th of August. So again, just to confirm, that has been overturned. Um, so far, yeah, you, you sadistic people want me to stay on for till half ten. No problem. You're the bosses. Best channel on YouTube. I mean, we're up in the game now, Nugget. We're up in the game. It used to be best fan channel. Now we're just straight out going for best channel on YouTube. I'll take it. We're not. There's lots of much better channels, but I'll take it. Second, just opening up an attachment someone sent to me.
Well, just over Bayer Leverkusen looking potentially at one of Liverpool's youngsters. I think we mentioned this before. Um, and maybe there's a deal to be done there. So if Bayer Leverkusen are interested in one of our youngsters, well, we want Incapier perhaps. So maybe there's a deal to be done there where the player can go in each direction. Mr. Reese Mag said, best fan channel. No, no, you're not downgrading me now, dude. No, no, we've already had the committee meeting. Best channel. You deserve 10 million on the work you put in for this channel. Nah, man. I'm, it's a pleasure. Honestly, this is the highlight of my day. Um, I love this. I said this to you yesterday. Uh, can I say yesterday was one of my favourite streams, by the way, in a long time. So I want to thank you for that. It was a really quiet one. But I felt like we really got some good some good um, vibes going. There was a lot of good mental health chat and stuff like that. And I came off last night's stream feeling really upbeat. So thank you all for that. It was lovely. What's my favourite YouTube channel? The one I watch the most would be IFL TV, to be honest. Um, the boxing channel. I think it's uh, it's brilliant. I've watched it for years. And I don't really watch much YouTube. But I religiously, every single night, go and watch IFL TV to see if there's any Eddie Hearn interviews, Frank Warren interviews. It's great. I love it. It's great content. Other than that, uh, Happy Hour. Always been a fan of, of Jack Mate and the lads on Happy Hour. I think they do great work. Um, yeah. I just don't get much of a chance to watch because I'm usually so singularly minded that I'm reading up on Liverpool stuff all the time and that I don't get a chance to watch much other stuff. So, Gary has asked, are you just asking me to stay until half 10 because you're sadistic? And at least 75% of you are honest and I respect it. Who's a better in CDM, Endo and McAllister? Endo. Endo. McAllister's not a CDM. He can play there because he's just a really, really good footballer who's uh who's capable of playing in any midfield position but i think myself matthew that we're going to see a completely different performance from liverpool when McAllister and sobitzlai are at the front of that midfield the press think about this for a second salah diaz darwin no sorry salah diaz gakpo McAllister and sobitzlai all pressing they are all animals for a press so I think this will free us up even more. I was, I felt like we were wasting Alexis McAllister with him in the six. Because we weren't getting to see the full value. If you remember in pre-season you watched Alexis. Dare I say David Silva-esque at times in his ability to find space between the lines. To resist the press. And just with him and Sobotslow, man, it's, it's going to be carnage in a good way for us. Am I scared of playing Newcastle this Saturday? Um, sorry, till I just have a cabinet reshuffle. Um, well, it's on Sunday, so we'll get that part out of the way first. Am I scared of it? I'm nervous about it, yeah. It's going to be a tough game. Newcastle, very, very well-coached team. Uh, Newcastle crowd at home, you know, great get behind the team. And it's not an easy place to go. So... Yeah, I'm a bit nervous because you don't want to start falling behind the leading pack. And Arsenal, you know, with their victory against Palace. Um, we haven't got wiggle room already. So, yeah, I'm nervous about it. But I'm also excited because I think it's going to be a very good game. 
Who's your dream signing? Um, I guess I'd have to look at what we need. So, it's Bellingham. It's Bellingham. It's always Bellingham. Because, if we're looking for somebody now that's back to a kind of number eight, there you go. But we're not getting them, obviously. But you did say dream signing. I'd love Barella. Um, Sir Ram appeals to me. I'd like the Corey, but I wouldn't sit here and say he'd be a dream signing for me. It wouldn't be. Um, Palina, you know, I think he'd do an amazing job, but we're not paying money for a 28-year-old now. Endo will be the new club legend like Divock Origi, said Mark. Mark, I think we're going to love this dude. I really do, mate. Um, sometimes you sign a player and they just give off vibes that you like, like Dirk Hout. As an example, just honest as the day is long, the man would run through a brick wall for the manager, and it was a pleasure to watch the dude play football. And I feel like we'll we'll feel that way about Endo as well. Um, and look, I do understand both sides of it. I, I get that some people think it's a cheap ass signing after walking away from Caicedo, but if we just look at it from the point of view of can he do the role he needs to do well enough, then I agree with Klopp. Give him a little bit of time and. I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, Lance said, since we're cheap mugs, could Liverpool be waiting to see how Fluminense do in the quarterfinals of the second legs on the 31st to get them cheaper? I mentioned it earlier on, Lance. It's a risky strategy because it doesn't leave us wiggle room. You know, uh, the game is on, it's the early hours of September the 1st here for us, but you in America, yeah, it's it's late on the, um, on the 31st. And, it'd be a risky strategy to do right because if you if you want to trigger the release clause at that point if they do get through then you could have an unhappy andre in your hands who may want to try and win the copa libertadores because it's a huge competition obviously so i'd rather we just pay the 40 million now and just remove chance from the situation right we'll end this poll because we know you're all sadistic, so fair play for admitting it. Um, by Chechich or Endo, start when both are fit. It's, it might just depend on the opposition. Maybe away from home, club would feel a bit more secure with you know somebody with a bit more experience like Endo. Maybe a home then club would feel the number six could maybe even get on the front foot a little bit more. And maybe go up by Chechich. But again, I think we'll all agree that it's better to have this headache than have nobody to play there. So at least we now have options. Just came in, what's happening? Right, so we'll go back through and we'll give you the latest news on on um, Andre. So this was coming straight out of ESPN Brazil earlier on. It said, with the refusal of the Rio de Janeiro club, Fluminense... Uh, the team coached by Jurgen Klopp will go in search of a new name. The trend, according to ESPN, is that the English do not return in January with an offer for Andre. So basically, Liverpool are willing to go to €30 million Euro right now for Andre. Fluminense have no interest in selling. But there is a buyout clause of €40 million, Euro, which would take Fluminense out of the equation. But Liverpool are apparently doing the Liverpool thing again, where we sit in the middle and do neither. We keep going with an offer that we know they're not going to accept and we don't trigger the release clause. 
or we don't pay the amount that we now get it done. So it's very frustrating. You either want the kid or you don't. If you don't want them, move on very quickly. Same with Gravenberch. If Klopp wants Gravenberch, make Bayern an offer. See what they say. It's gone quiet on Kelleher today, by the way. There was some links late last night that maybe Cuevie and Kelleher could be off to Spain with Celta Vigo. They have gone quiet today anyway. Activating Andre's release clause might not get him. He may not want to leave. Well, you ascertain that before you trigger it, John, to be fair. But then answer me this, John. Offering 30 million euro... They would have probably found out if the lad wanted to go before we offered 30 million euro. So again, I would imagine that the club have encouraging signs from Andre's side or we wouldn't be around the table negotiating now. What time is it in London? Uh, Same time it is here in, in Ireland. Uh, I don't, I'm not in London now, but it's uh, 41 minutes past nine. Is it all smoke and mirrors? I mean, that's probably a, a better poll question than um, what level will the Andre signing be? So we'll end that poll. Sorry, Gary. Um, let's just ask straight out, Gary. Do you think FSG spends significant money in the remainder of this window? I think that's kind of the angle we should be going with here. Because basically what all Liverpool fans right now want to figure out is was that offer from FSG for Caicedo legitimate or smoke and mirrors? Was it we know we're not going to have to pay it? I don't think it was, by the way. I think they made the offer because they got encouragement from Caicedo's side and then we were hoodwinked. Um, But I am... I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on that, 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 that they were willing to pay that money. Now, that doesn't give them a free pass now, though, that it hasn't worked out to do nothing. Am I any good at pole dancing? Definitely not. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I am. And uh, Also, please do hit the subscribe button, my friends. We are, uh, let me see where we're at now. Oh, yeah, we are ticking along. So we're going over uh, 205, as you can see. So if you are new to the channel, please do drop a like on the stream. We're at 800. Let's see if we can get it to 1,000. Michael said, shout out to Jan and Eddie. There you go. Done. Um, it was definitely a genuine offer, said Stephen Cameron. Jaden said, Klopp said Caicedo was agreed. It was agreed. It was agreed with the club. Um, what Klopp said is that the deal is agreed with Brighton. And it was. But it was very carefully chosen words by Klopp. Because at that point it was very clear that Liverpool were worried that we'd been hoodwinked. That's why he said agreement with the player. Could see you dancing on ice. No, i tell you why you wouldn't be able to see me, Ben, is because I'd fall through the ice. And all you'd see is Craig having hypothermia for being fat and falling through the ice. Lots of interactions with the poll this evening. Love it. That's what this channel's all about, mate. I've said it from day one. I'll say it again. I'm an idiot. 
and you guys are the stars of this channel. And I've known that I'm an idiot since day one. I've also known that you're the stars of the channel and it's you guys that have the warmth to welcome people in and interact. So this to me is just fun. So yeah, thank you. Where do I live? Here. In my house. Now, mate, I live in um, in Wexford, which is in the southeast of Ireland, uh, about an hour's drive from Dublin. So, Ash is saying that Dave O'Cop has reported that Andre's agreed personal terms and told Fluminense he wants to move. Oh, good, I hope that's the case. Because what I've watched of Andre, and, and albeit it isn't much, I do like the look of him. He, he's not like what I would say is, think of as a number six. Think of him more as a, a Regista-style deeper-lying midfielder who, more Thiago-esque in his... In his movements, than you would think of as a as a defensive midfielder. Dare we sign Andre if he has a poor attitude? Do we dare? Excuse me. Well, I've, I can't speak to his attitude, Matthew, because I've not really seen or heard anything about it, so I truly don't know. Um, but I would imagine that Klopp has run the rule over that side of things. You're not an idiot, Craig. You're a good guy. Oh, no, I am an idiot. Like, I am. But I'm proud of you. You know, I'm not, being an idiot, I don't mean I'm stupid. Like, I'm fairly intelligent. But I'm an idiot with regards to, I say stuff I shouldn't say a lot of the time. Uh, that probably gets me into a bit of trouble. But it's who I am. And I can't keep my mouth shut when I want some, when I see something that I see is wrong. I, I can't shut up. And that's why I'm an idiot. Uh, Craig, is the fact that the deal with Brighton now subject to legal action as it was originally agreed? No, no, no. So, um, it was the player that forced the change to Chelsea. Brighton said that Liverpool did everything they could, that Liverpool were, were very professional and respectful throughout the whole process. And I think everybody believed that initially when Brighton set that deadline of Thursday midnight, that whoever came up with the the readies was going to get the player, but the player changed his mind and, and all three parties have to agree for any transfer. Um, Brighton can't force a player to go anywhere and rightly so. No club should be able to force a player to go anywhere. So it just sucked. And the, the only part I think annoys us is that we got hoodwinked into believing that the player was willing to come when it, apparently he wasn't. Uh, Colin said from what I've seen Andre is fast and strong Andre is like a Mascherano said Paul Chapman personal terms not an issue just a fee between the sides said Zakir Hussein Zakir I hope that Liverpool just just pay the release clause then if the player wants to move and again taking what Dave has written as, as gospel if the player wants to move Fluminense aren't budging off 30 million euro they're not interested then just pay the 40 and stop dicking about if the player wants it, that's, that should be enough for us to just go, all right, trigger it, pay the 40, get it done. Uh, Wexford is a lovely place. Went to a castle wedding there a few years ago. It is, it's a lovely place. Yeah, I'm very, um, very happy living in Wexford. It's a perfect mix of um, an ideal, uh, an, an, what's the word I'm looking for? An idyllic, 
place with enough amenities to you know make sure you get all the essentials you need and stuff yeah i love it it's a really nice place but i still want to move to spain so justin williams welcome to anfield agenda fc my man breaking news i love craig don't tell my wife no i'm telling her i'm telling her I'm t i don't know who your wife is but i'm telling her right let's have a look at the poll and see what we're thinking so the question was, do you think FSG will spend significant money by the end of this window? 14% um, said they'll spend big. 54% said they'll spend small. And 32% reckon that the business is done and they won't spend anything else. And that's concerning. I wonder what the reaction from the wider fan base would be if Liverpool were finished with our business for the window. I mean, I'd love to see how that's reacted to across all sections of our fan base fan channels twitter accounts websites podcasts i'd love to see the reaction um because anybody who says that they'd be happy with it is full of it i don't believe it for a second so i think if this was to end tomorrow and we'd sign nobody be a lot of angry liverpool fans i think Craig, if we don't sign any more players, do you still think we can win the Europa League? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Um, yeah, I do. And look, we should be feeling confident about winning the Europa League because we're going to be the highest-ranked team in it by all accounts. And I'm, I'm excited by it. As much as you can be excited by not being in the Champions League because I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't prefer to be in the Champions League. Of course I would. But I'm excited to see who the breakout stars are because I'm sure we've got some United fans in the chat, maybe some Arsenal fans that could tell me, you know, was there players at your clubs in the last few years who have broken through in Europa League runs? Like Harry Kane kind of made his breakthrough at Spurs in the Europa League. So I get the feeling we're going to see Darwin have a breakout and score some goal goals and maybe we'll see a younger player really step up um, maybe a Bradley or somebody. So as much as you can be optimistic about being in the Europa League, I think, yeah, I'm still confident that even with no bar signings, we'd win it. But the real answer to that is we haven't given ourselves the best opportunity if we don't make these signings. We're very close to a 1,000 likes, by the way. So if you haven't dropped a like on the stream, please do. Uh, we're going to stay on for the news between 10 and half 10 so don't be going anywhere stick with us appreciate you guys staying on uh do you think darwin will start against newcastle no i don't and uh, that sounds bad right because i do like darwin a lot i just don't think klopp trusts them yet and away from home in a big game i can i can see gakpo through the middle um Salah, Diaz, McAllister, Sobitz, and Endo. That's what I would expect with the back four that we're all accustomed to. You should set up a vlog channel. For what? Um, what do you mean by a vlog channel? Like, I don't go anywhere to make a vlog. Yeah, I'm a house rat, mate. Um, I don't really go anywhere. But we are launching a second channel. I say we. I'm involved in the launch of a second channel starting um after the september international break the first round of champions league games we're going to be launching the new channel so keep an eye out 
uh, when I'm allowed to tell you information, I'll give it to you, but I'm under strict instructions. I'm allowed to say it's a football channel. I'm allowed to say we'll be doing non-Liverpool games, European games, the big Premier League games, but that's about all I'm allowed to say to you. And I agree that I'm not allowed to say anymore. It's the right thing. That's a beautiful lineup. That's what I think we'll see, Bradley. Um, it's a bit early for the predictions, but I will say Allison, Trent, Robertson, Van Dijk, Canade, Endo, McAllister, Sobitzloy, Salah, Gakpo, Diaz. That's what I think. Craig, your family must be angels. They're very supportive, Ian. They are. They're, they're brilliant. Um, yeah, they are. Because look, I, I take over their living room every night, mate. Um, now, I did put a TV in the kitchen for the missus. Now, that sounds a little bit sexist, but I don't mean it to because there's a sofa in her kitchen. So what I meant is she's not just sitting out there on the sofa. She has the TV out there to, if she wants to watch something, is what I meant to say. Um, yeah, because I, I, fair enough, that probably came across a bit misogynistic. Uh, Craig, am I the only one who thinks Nat Phillip is a beast and deserves more game time? I love Nat Phillips. Honest pro, just not at Liverpool standard. So I think he deserves a move to go and play. And I hope he gets it before the window closes for his own career because he's a really solid, honest lad. I just don't think he's the type of defender we need the way that we play. If you were somebody that sat back and had to soak up a lot of um, crosses into the box, you wanted somebody to put blocks in and you were defending deep, Nat Phillips would be ideal for you. But if you're looking to play a high line like we do, I just don't think he's the right fit. But I will always be grateful. Always be grateful to Nat because he really helped rescue us in that season where Allison scored the header against West Brom and we got into the Champions League. You know, his performance over at the uh, at the San Siro against AC Milan as well. Just always have a soft spot for Nat Phillips. But I think he deserves to play. It'll be Jota, not Gakpo. Mm, don't know about that, Ryan. Um, the reason that we were playing Jota and Gakpo in an advanced midfield position is because we didn't have a, a defensive midfielder. And Klopp felt that was a better option, putting Gakpo into the second number 10 position because also we didn't have Curtis Jones available for the second game against Bournemouth. Now we have Endo available to play in the six, by Cechic also available if Klopp needs him, meaning we can push McAllister... And our press will improve into the front two number 10 positions alongside Sobitzlai. And then I think he goes with Gakpo through the middle. Um, but let's wait and see. Because so far this season, he's gone for Jota through the centre. But I think I think there was uh, extenuating circumstances. Why? Uh, who would you prefer, Andre or Decore? Oh, God. It's a tough one. Um weirdly I think I'd feel more excited about Andre but I do I do appreciate that the core is a very good player uh, but I do like a bargain so Andre at 36 million pound or 35 million pound versus the core at 60 million there's a bit of a risk but I don't know I, I like Brazilians so I'm gonna say Andre Gakpo needs to start in the false nine role. I agree. And 
that's what Klopp brought him in for, to help us press from the front. And yeah, I just think it's the right fit for an away game. If this was a home, I'd probably push for Darwin. But I just think tactically, with Klopp wanting us to make sure that our press is on point, that we don't give Newcastle space, I just think that's probably the right fit. Right, let's end this poll. And uh, 52% of you guys think that FSG will spell small between now and the end of the window. Darwin is a good choice versus Toon. Again, like, it's not me that's not going to pick Darwin, mate. It's Klopp. And he's not shown us any indication so far this season that he's going to start Darwin. He's even put Jota on ahead of Darwin. So Klopp is clearly concerned about some aspect of Darwin's game. And the only thing I know he's mentioned is, of course, the pressing. And he said many times, counter-pressing is a minimum. Counter-pressing is a minimum to get into the team. Uh, Emma, I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. I'll be looking forward to the end of this transfer window, though, Emma. I won't lie to you. It's been a it's been a, a long old summer, and I I love to just get back to talking about actual games, but I'm also scared because every day that goes past is another day closer to excuse FC coming up with more excuses, and it's unforgivable. And I'm gonna repeat this again and again: it is unforgivable if we don't sign at least two more players between now and the end of the window. Because 8 out 5 in, I think we can cope with. 8 out 3 in, that is pathetic. Uh, Craig, next poll. Oppenheimer or Barbie? I really want to see Oppenheimer. I watched a documentary on Sky about uh, about Oppenheimer. Um, and it was really interesting. And it, it made me want to watch the movie even more. Um, but... I feel like it's a movie I should want to see in IMAX, but there's no IMAX cinemas that I'm aware of in Ireland. The closest one, I think, is out in Blanchardstown. And it was sold out for a good while because it was obviously so popular. So, yeah, I definitely do want to see Oppenheim. Barbie, not my cup of tea. Even with allowing for, obviously, Margot Robbie in it, but I will only ever see Donna from Neighbours when I see Margot Robbie. That's it. I'll never see the young woman who's grown into a lady and has taken the world by storm and you know has all these great acting roles i see donna from neighbors because i was a neighbors fan what's your prediction for the newcastle game i am not 100 percent certain yet mate um on on how i'm feeling score wise um I think it has draw written all over it, the more I think about it. Um, it. It really, I feel like this is an absolute 50-50 game, which makes it even more intriguing. And don't forget, those of you who are members of either Anfield Agenda FC or Anfield Agenda Ultras, and if you want to join, there's a link at the top of the chat, you will get your first piece of member-only content on Monday and we're going to do a tactical breakdown of the Liverpool-Newcastle game the day after the game. That will be going up for members only. You also, as members, get the Anfield Agenda logo beside your name. You get all the emojis that uh, Gary and Connor have designed for the channel. 
you get your name in green to me, making it easier to spot your comments. You, If you're a member of Anfield Agenda Ultras, you get into our Discord group. And you will also get uh, wallpapers, member-only polls that you get at the back end of the channel. And a few other bits and pieces that we're working on at the minute. Who would we want to get to replace Salah next summer? Oh, I'm going to be entirely honest with you, Nathan. I really don't know. Like, I'm, I'm almost a bit like an ostrich on this one, mate. I, I want to bury my hand in the sand on it because I don't want to think about replacing Mo. And I know Klopp has to and the club have to, but I don't want to. I'm, um, I'm not ready to think about losing Mo, in all honesty. Um, and I, I'm going to just keep living in blissful ignorance for the time being. And I, I can't think of anybody that that I'd be willing or ready to bring in. Obviously, Manchester City have, have agreed that deal and uh, Doku is about to sign for them. He's doing his medical. So that's another name that we've been linked with off. There was the kid, the kid from, um, I think it was Eindhoven, was it? Was it Bakayoko that we were linked with? Um Yes, it, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, but okay. Let me ask you this: Is there anything? Actually, can we get a poll on this, Gary? Is there anything Ben Doe can do between now and the end of the season that would convince you he could be a Salah replacement? I think that's a good question because I've asked myself this question a lot, and I'm still not sure. Because I believe in Ben Doak long term. I really, really, really do. He, he looks like a superstar in the making. But I, I keep coming back to myself and saying, you're asking a bit much of the kid here to potentially take up that mantle of Mohamed Salah at, what, 18, 19. It's a big ask. Um, and not even, I think, even we as fans, um, I think it would be very unpalatable for the club to go that route because if we sell Mohamed Salah let's say next summer for it doesn't really matter for how much but let's say we sell him we'll want that money reinvested in another forward and if we were to hear from the club that Ben Doak is going to be Salah's replacement that we don't need to replace him one part of our brains would probably go I kind of understand that but another part would say nah you're just trying to keep the money so it's a tough one it really is a tough one. Um, let's wait and see. Look, Matoma would be great, even though he's the wrong side. Um, the dude at AC Milan, who signed the new contract with them at the end of the last season, would be amazing as well. Um, might be worth keeping an eye on Nico Williams at Bilbao. Um... Yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm probably not as up to up to speed on young wingers as, uh, as some other people. 10 days till the window closes and no bids or nothing. If they want Gravenbirds, get them or get somebody. I don't care. We've no defensive midfielder or depth. I'm getting worried, said Nathan Allen. According to Brazilian journalists, Liverpool have agreed personal terms with Andre. I think we covered that one earlier on. Right, I think... Um, I think Gary may have gone for a pee or something.
Okay, get your spellings right. Right, there we go. So, last poll of the night. There you go. Would you take Ben Doak as a Salah replacement? Yes or no? Now, base this off him having a good season. So, if he performs well, would you be happy? Do I watch NFL? If so, what team do I support? Do I watch NFL? Absolutely. I'm so excited about the new season. What team do I support? Nobody. Yeah. I, I, I'm that guy that I hate in football. As in the guy who just likes good players. So with NFL, I don't have a connection to a city. So I don't really have an emotional draw to a particular team. But I do love watching particular quarterbacks as an example. Like Aaron Rodgers, I absolutely loved. Interesting to see how he gets on at the Jets. Um, but yeah, like you all, I'm, I'm just looking at it going, God, can Mahomes pull it out again? Um is Josh Allen going to come through? Is, is he going to come good for the Bills? Uh, what's going to happen with the Bengals? Are they going to go on another run again? Is Joe Burrow the real next generation go? Um, yeah, look, there's a lot I'm still getting to grips with as a fairly new NFL fan. About two years into watching. Um, but love it. And would love, love to get to a game. And my family decided yesterday that we're... We're going to go to the States next year on a holiday. And we're probably going to go to Texas. So I'd love to get to a Cowboys game. If I could when I'm over there in October. Because we'd be back underway in NFL season. Yeah. And I'd get to, to, to tick two bucket list things there. One. I'd love to see the Cowboys stadium. It, it's phenomenal. Two. I'd love to watch an NFL game. Um. Yeah. So that's the plan. Do I watch Formula One? No, I don't. My son does. Uh, my wife watches a bit. I'm not really a Formula One fan. Connor, the other half of the channel, man, he's a huge, huge Formula One fan. Um, I think he's even trying to get over to a Grand Prix at some point uh, over the next year or so. My team is the Miami Dolphins. What do we think of Tua, Brandon? You know, he had a hell of a, an unlucky year with concussions and injuries last year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Tua in the new season as well. Stick to football. Dude, don't tell me what to do. One of the things that this channel is known for is tangents. And we speak about whatever people ask in the chat. So, yeah, we're here to talk about football. But, like, a two-minute conversation with the NFL isn't going to ruin your evening. Right, let's see how this poll has gone so far. So, so far, 62% of people wouldn't take Ben Doak as a Salah replacement. What about NHL? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. And uh, don't even get me started on baseball. I don't understand how any of you people watch baseball. It is the most boring thing I've ever tried. Well, test cricket is probably up there with it, but I don't get baseball. Do I have a favourite team in the Saudi League?
that your answer? Do I like hurling? Uh, no, I don't. No, I appreciate the skill of it, but I'm more, um, yeah, I'm more, I'm more into Gaelic football than hurling. But my God, what a sport! Like I appreciate the skill levels involved. It's phenomenal. It's just weirdly, it's just never something that I grew up really seeing much of in the hurling perspective. So somebody said Fabrizio tweeted. Any anybody want to tell me what the tweet was? Right, we're into the ten o'clock time now. So between now and half ten, we'll find out if there's any newspaper stories doing the rounds for tomorrow. Was the Maca red card appealed? Yep, and it was overturned. So good news on that one. As I mentioned earlier on, uh, maybe some of you guys come in a bit late. If you haven't heard, great news. The FA have indeed overturned uh, Alexis McAllister's red card and he is now free to return, which is good. Great news. Uh, best case scenario there. So delighted over that. What's the percentage of Solanke sell-on clause? I won't lie to you, Liam. There's a bit of confusion. I think 20. Connor thought 10. But either way, it is... I think it's 20%. But it's definitely a percentage over what they paid for him. So let, I think maybe they bought him for, was it 18 or something? So if they sold him for 35, we'd, we'd get either 20 or 10% of that 17. So I guess it could be 3.4 million. Something like that. So yeah, it's 20% of the profit. That's what I thought it was as well. Um, that could be a good move for Solanke, you know, to West Ham. Who do you hate more, Neymar or Griezmann? Neymar. Yeah, Neymar. Again, it's it's all about... My hatred of Neymar is only because of the talent. You know? I, I just feel like he's wasted a lot of potential. Because Neymar should have been in the conversation with Ronaldo and Messi. But he just didn't... In my opinion, he didn't apply himself enough. Uh, how are things? Uh, Sonny, I'm good, thank you. I hope you're well. Right, has anybody got that Fabrizio tweet? No, he didn't tweet. Somebody said Fabrizio tweet. That's why I was wondering. Right, my team is now currently scrolling through the newspaper stuff to see if there's anything for tomorrow that we need to know about. Is Solanke getting sold? Uh, West Ham have apparently put in a £35 million bid for Solanke. So, uh, right, where's the news? On? Yeah, so this came up earlier on from Football Insider. Fulham have joined West Ham in the race for Solanke. West Ham have offered £35 to £40 million. Fulham very keen but unlikely to go beyond 30 with add-ons. So that's what Football Insider have said about Dominic Solanke. Uh, secret underdog. Much love, man. Thank you. Yeah, um, again, Dave just confirming that there, uh, there is no Fabrizio tweet. So, yes, thank you for that, guys. Do I watch the MLS? So, I don't watch it anymore because I don't have... Um, I, I haven't got the Apple subscription for it. But I used to watch it when it was on Sky Sports religiously. Every weekend, I'd sit up and I'd watch the MLS games. But now, um, I don't have an Apple subscription for the game so I don't get to see them. And I don't want to pay whatever it is, $50, $100 or whatever the hell it is for the season pass because I don't like it that much. 
I liked it when it was part of my Sky subscription. Do I get to Anfield much? No, I don't, Alan. Now, I hope to get over this season because one of the deals we have with our with our sponsor, Oosh, is that you know I get tickets to go over to a couple of games a season. I'm giving one away to somebody else in the team so they can go, but I hope to get over to a game between now and the end of the season. Um, but just what happened the last time I was supposed to go over, I think this time I'm going to keep it under wraps and not even tell you guys I'm going. Dodgy box. Uh, I don't have a dodgy box, believe it or not, David. I used to have a, a fire stick, all right, but now uh, I've got a Sky Glass TV and I've got a little portable LG TV on wheels that I use for watch-alongs. Um, but yeah, I, I again, I liked the MLS and I would watch it, but not gone out of my way to watch it. Like, yeah, and you're not getting a hundred quid out of me to watch the MLS. You missed Messi Masterclass. Well, yeah. But I was fortunate enough to get to watch Messi as you guys were in Europe for many years. Um, and look, I'm delighted for the MLS that Messi's gone there and that a light has been shown on the league to show its continued progression. I do have a soft spot for the MLS. I really do. Especially for kits, by the way. Love the MLS kits. Love them. Especially the Austin one this season. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to pay for it because I, it's not that much of an interest to me, you know. And I don't like illegally streaming stuff, so if I was going to watch it, I would feel like I I should pay for it. Messi or Ronaldo? I don't even understand how that's a question. The answer is Messi. It's not even close. I, I've never understood this. I look at it this way: Lionel Messi is the greatest player of our generation by a long way, but Cristiano Ronaldo is immensely good and has worked so so hard to hone and perfect his craft and the battles that they've had have been phenomenal and look i get that some people like certain things some people like another i just i just think messi's almost an alien he's been so good so uh, i've always been on the messy side of that debate Uh, throw the checkbook at Bastoni. Be quite expensive, though, I would imagine, to get him out of Inter. Salah or Hazard? Don't get me started on that, mate. Please don't. I, I get upset that people genuinely even have the cheek to try and make that a debate. It is not a debate. If Mohamed Salah went two full years in his career without scoring a goal... He would be ridiculed and mocked. If Mohamed Salah got his dream move to a club like Real Madrid and showed up overweight for pre-season and never really got bothered his arse to get back into full fitness and back to it, we'd all ridicule him. So I don't understand why Hazard gets a pass. Mohamed Salah is infinitely, infinitely better than Eden Hazard. It isn't even close. For consistency, on his day, Hazard can be unplayable. One of the best away performances I've seen from somebody at Anfield. Hazard has the ability to change a game, but he hasn't got consistency. So for me, it's disrespectful to Mohamed Salah to compare Hazard to him because he doesn't deserve to be compared to him. 
what do I think of Barella? I think he's amazing. And I'm baffled that nobody has made a play from this summer. Because remember at the end of last season when it was Man City, Inter in the Champions League final. All the talk was of, of Barella and clubs tripping over themselves to try and sign him. And nobody's done anything all summer and he's still at Inter. And there hasn't even been much paper talk. Why wasn't McAllister in training? So there was a few people that weren't in training. Uh, pictured in the images anyway. Sometimes these could be because of a tailored personal plan. Um, I don't know if maybe he had to appear in front of the committee to try and overturn the wreck. I, I truly don't know. But I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. Just a reminder, if Luis Diaz don't get injured this season, it'll be the first full season with him for Liverpool. He's had a great start, Lucho, uh, to this campaign. You know, a goal on each of his first two games. And um, fingers crossed he can keep it going. Right, I think we can finish up the Ben Doak poll. I think 60% of you guys have said that you wouldn't be happy with Ben Doak as a Salah replacement. Haaland or Mbappe? Mbappe and it's not even close Haaland can't change a game for you Mbappe can Haaland will do what he does which is score a shit ton of goals and that's to be respected and rightly so I'm not here to tell you Erling Bro Haaland isn't special he really is but Mbappe that's scruff of the next stuff you know I will take this game and win it and the greats have that your Steven Gerrard your Kevin De Bruyne's um, they have that ability your Ronaldo's your Messi's and um, I don't think Haaland has that yet but he's got a long time left ahead of him Prime Neuer Prime De Gea and Prime Alisson in order uh, Neuer Alisson De Gea to be fair like Prime Neuer was different grave like Alisson's amazing and right now, one or two in the world, Alison. But let's give Neuer the respect. You know, he was almost superhuman when he was in his pump. Did you look into Ezekiel Fernandez from Boca? Uh, we've had scouts over from watching... Ezekiel Fernandez. Was that the guy Barco? Is that the guy Ezekiel Fernandez Barco? Is that a different guy? Um... But no, I haven't had a chance to look into him yet. Watching Luis Diaz reminds me of Neymar. Um, I'm trying to think who he reminds me of. Weirdly, I do feel like he's the perfect Sadio replacement. Like if you tried to go out there and get those same attributes that Sadio had... I think Lucho gives you many of those. Now, Sadio was very good aerially as well. Maybe Lucho could work on that a bit, but just look at his goal against Bournemouth. Phenomenal. Like, to, to just do what he did, to flick that up and bury it, like, just amazing. Neuer or Oliver Kahn? Neuer. But Captain Caveman was a great goalkeeper. Greatest keeper of all time? Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you, Jamie. Gigi Buffon. Um, like I wasn't around to remember Ray Clements so I can't give an argument for Ray 
But of my lifetime, Gigi Buffon is, is probably the answer. Uh, Sadio's balance and movement can't be matched. Yeah, but I think... Like, do you agree that we sold him at the right time? Because I think we got the best of Sadio Mane. Um, yeah, I think we've seen the best version of Sadio. Do I play GTA? No, I don't. Don't play computer games really at all. No nod for the Great Dane. Schmeichel. Oh, look. Big fan. Big fan of Peter Schmeichel. Uh, as a goalkeeper myself growing up, Schmeichel was one of those you looked at and you just think, how do I do what he does? How do I make myself that big? How do I do that starfish jump? Can I throw the ball out as far as Peter Schmeichel did? How does he throw the ball out? A lot to love about Peter Schmeichel as a keeper, definitely. Would I keep Salah on penalties? No. No. I think it's fair. Like, is it three from six now or something he's missed? When you've got Sobitzloy, McAllister, and, and the calibre of ball strikers that we have, I don't think there's an excuse to allow Salah to just keep potentially missing a penalty when we have people like Sobitzloy who've never missed a penalty. Stephen Cluxton or Buffon. Well, I've never seen Gigi Buffon step up and hit a 45 to win an All-Ireland. Let me just say that for you, Cahill. So, Stephen Cluxton all the way. Show us your All-Ireland medals, Gigi. Bet you haven't got any. Cluxton does. You were a goalkeeper. Yes, I was, mate. I can tell you were a keeper the way you mock opposition fans. I spent my whole time as a keeper screaming at me defence, mate. I was one of those gobby goalkeepers. Do I like Star Wars? Uh, no, I don't. Gerard or Lampard? Is that a real question? Come on. Gerard's much better than Lampard. Barcelona or Real Madrid? Barca for me. You know, Liverpool and Barcelona are my two clubs. Everything outside of those, I've no interest but even at Barcelona, like we're talking out of interest, I watch Barca because that was my first ever football shirt. And I've always had a soft spot for Barca since I was a kid. But yeah, now it's Liverpool all the way down, Barca, and then after that, nobody really. Right, there is nothing coming through to me here from the late news so far. Um, not seeing anything with regards to a news story or anything breaking that we need to stay on for, in all honesty. Um, yeah, and I don't want to just drag this out and keep you guys on. So I'll tell you what, let's call it a night. I will be back tomorrow, as always. I will also record a news video over the next 20 minutes or so, when I've got a good look through the papers and stuff, and we know what's happening for tomorrow. So keep an eye out over the next, between now and 11 o'clock. Um, oh, hang on, what's this? One second. Fuck me. How many? I don't want 50 pop-ups. Sorry, bear with me. Okay, and that's just something we spoke about earlier on. Um, so yeah, bear with me and I will 
I will record this transfer news video over the next few minutes. Get that out before 11. And I will see you legends tomorrow. So again, thank you guys so much for your support tonight. Appreciate you. Don't forget, please do drop a like on the video and hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already.